need we need some quiet please because we don't have a microphone today so we need to be a little bit silent so that we can start our lesson everybody could hear alhamdulillah wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man walah أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون أما بعد فإن أصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وإن شر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار All praise is due to Allah May his prayers and blessings be unto the messenger of Allah Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam And unto all of those who follow him in guidance till the last hour We seek refuge in Allah and we ask him to forgive us and we thank him And we seek refuge in him from all the bad actions of ourselves Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Qur'an, O oh you who believe, fear Allah in the true form that you must fear Him and do not allow yourselves to die except in a state of belief. And the Prophet said, the most truthful of all words are the words of Allah. And the best of all guidance is the guidance of His Messenger Muhammad And the worst of all matters are the matters that you introduce into this religion that do not belong to this religion. For every invention or innovation in this religion is a wrong path, and every wrong path leads to hellfire. Brothers and sisters in Islam, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. It is with Allah's grace and His mercy that we see more new faces coming here, and we see the nur, the light, of Iman slowly creeping or slowly emanating from a lot of the faces that come here. So Alhamdulillah to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that these brothers of ours are benefiting and that the Iman is rising. And we see more and more young people. We see more and more young people than ever before. So this is a wonderful and very good news. And I think that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is planning for a new beginning. We are talking about the signs of the last hour. And we are talking about the signs of the hereafter. We've already had two classes about the signs of the hereafter and I'm continuing today with the third lesson so I welcome you here and let us get ready to hear more about what the Prophet foretold us about what he warned us about and how close the hereafter is I'd like to summarize what we've spoken about first. 
that the hereafter is existent. The hereafter is true and fact. The hereafter means life after here. Life for a believer does not mean the point from birth till death, but rather life for a believer who understands is eternal. For the only difference between this world and the hereafter is that the life changes from place to place and from time to time. When you die, life has not ended. Only the worldly life has ended. But life goes on to a life in the grave and then after that to a life in the hereafter when people will be resurrected to be judged and then to heaven or to Jahannam to hellfire wal-ayyadu billah eternally forever on and on either in bliss and comfort or in torture and terror we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make our abode our end in the comfort and the bliss and to save us from the terrible abode of hellfire also the Prophet ﷺ tells us that a person should not be thinking about when the last hour will actually happen but rather you should be looking at what you are preparing before the last hour comes there are two meanings to the last hour Number one, it is your, the end of your worldly life. And this is the first last hour. The second meaning is the last hour of the universe, when it will end and erupt and go and demolish and destroy it. And another world will be created. That a man came and asked the Prophet ﷺ, when is the last hour, Ya Rasulullah? And he replied, what have you prepared for it? This is the question that we must be asking ourselves. What have you prepared to meet your Lord? Because Allah is going to judge you. What have you prepared? to meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when He will judge you. We also mentioned that the hereafter is one of the pillars of Iman. A person who does not believe in that they will be resurrected, then they are not believers in Islam. And we mentioned that the hereafter is an unseen thing. That nobody is able to see it. And the only way we know about it is by what Allah has told us through the wahi. And the wahi is the message that Jibreel, the angel Jibreel alayhi salam used to bring to the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And so he told us, it is impossible for anyone to know the unseen except what Allah tells us. Therefore anyone who claims to know the unseen which Allah has not informed us about, like the future which no one knows then you've become a disbeliever because one part of being a Muslim is to believe that only Allah knows the future and the unseen we mentioned proofs that the hereafter will be and that is when you look at the dry land after it is dead Allah brings rain to it and behold 
you find life grow out of it. What brings it from death to life? Then how come you don't think to yourself that Allah can easily bring us to life after we have died? Or that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala brought us from non-existence? We were at one time before you were born from your mother, you didn't exist. You were nothing to be named or mentioned. You were nothing. Nothing is something. But you were not even that. Yet, suddenly, you have come to be. So how is it that the one who brought you from nothingness cannot create you from something again? Or that every night you go to sleep and you lose consciousness, you die, and then suddenly you are conscious again and awake. Who is the, who is the one that brings this minor death to you and then brings it back to life? It is not in your power. So why is it impossible for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to bring you back to life after death? Every holy book mentioned the hereafter. He who brought you from soil, can he not bring you out from soil again? He who began your creation, can he not repeat your creation again? An atheist may not believe what you have to say. Because first you have to introduce to them who is Allah. When they believe that Allah exists, then you can use these examples to prove that He will resurrect us and judge us. We also summarize by talking that and saying that people should not think that everything that the Prophet ﷺ mentioned about the signs of the here of the last hour necessarily means that they are bad things. Sometimes they're actually good things and some are bad. It's strange when you tell some people about some signs of the hereafter. They always think that it's a bad thing. It's a terrible thing. For example, the buildings going really tall and high are a sign that the last hour is near. Tall buildings is not a sin. So the signs of the last hour are not necessarily bad things. Also, the Prophet ﷺ did not mention them to us in order. So I do not know in which order they're actually running. But I'm doing my best, insha'Allah, to put them in the best order that the scholars have put them in. Do not try to monitor the time of the last hour, for nobody knows when the last hour is. And anyone who tries to calculate it, then you are doing a big mistake. I mentioned a few signs of the last hour last week and I said that some of the signs of the last hour have already happened and gone and some of the signs have happened and still exist in our time now and are still happening as we in our day to day as I'm talking to you now the signs of the last hour are happening They're happening now and there are signs which have not happened yet and they are yet to happen. Those are the major signs. We are still now in the minor signs. And for anyone to think that there are still any more minor signs than you have made a mistake. For the majority of the scholars believe that all the minor signs are now over. And some of them said at least most of them. 
And the signs of the last hour did not begin only a few years ago, or a few hundred years ago. No, they actually began from the birth of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi said, I and the last hour have been sent together like these two fingers. And you can see the difference in size between this finger, the index, and the middle finger. As if the Prophet ﷺ is telling us, there is only a short more distance between when I came out and when the last hour will come. When the waves hit the earth and the sky cracks open and the sun collides with the moon and the sky sticks to the earth and the earth rumbles and shakes and empties everything out of its belly it turns inside out and the oceans flood the world and the mountains uh, crumble to the ground until you can only see flatness in front of you and the moon collides with the stars and there is a big crunch the sky in the universe begins to crunch upon itself on that day man will say where am I going to go that time is coming very near and the Prophet used to explain and stress how near the last hour is and how near the hereafter is warning and advising the people to get ready and to prepare and not to think that it's too far away that it could be tomorrow it could be the day after it could be a few years only Allah knows when it will be but it is very very soon so what are we waiting for Allah says in the Quran The time of the questioning and the time of the judgment and the time of the accountability is coming very near for the people yet they are still astray and lost Allah said this in the Quran the last hour has come near and the moon has already split in the time of the Prophet one of the signs of the last hour is that the moon actually split we mentioned last week also that another sign of the here of the last hour is the death of the Prophet and that when the companions came to bury the messenger they felt a darkness creep into their hearts as if the light had gone out of the earth, literally. And they said, when the Prophet ﷺ died and we were burying him, we began to doubt our hearts. We didn't know whether our hearts were true believers anymore or not. We didn't know whether brotherhood existed amongst us or not. So the death of the Prophet ﷺ is one of the signs of the last hour. And the Prophet ﷺ said, ever since the hour, the signs increase and increase and increase. So he said, every generation that comes is worse off than the generation that was before. So the last, the signs increase and increase places more than other. Another sign that we mentioned last week is the sign that there will be great fitna and this is where we start fitan and I've given a little topic about that so I'm not going to repeat that all again one of the major signs when it truly began and the doors of confusion and the doors of battles and the doors of wars 
between Muslims and amongst the Ummah of the Prophet began shortly after the death of Umar Fitna, meaning confusion, losthood, calamities, trials, fights and combats. It's called fitna. People leaving the religion because of confusion is called fitna. And Umar ibn al-Khattab whose death was the first door to the opening of the fitna. A man killed him with a poisonous dagger. After that, Uthman ibn Affan became the Khalifa and the Prophet explained to us that one of the great signs of the last hour is the fitna that will arise by the death of Uthman radiallahu anhu. Uthman radiallahu anhu was murdered of a mixture between hypocrites and Muslims themselves. A great fitna happened at that time. And the fitna of the death of Uthman radiallahu anhu was a great confusion that the hypocrites at that time spread amongst the Muslims. And so Uthman ibn Affan was murdered. Also another sign of the last hour, just to show you that they started a long time ago and that how close we are to it now. This is like a thousand four hundred years ago. The battle, it is called the battle of Al-Jamal, the camel. Such an enormous battle that the Prophet said, before the last hour, is that two great armies will fight against each other and there will be great deaths between them and they both call to the same call they call to the worship of Allah they are both of the same religion, the same ideology, methodology they are both correct and this happened at the time between a fitna that arose Amongst that rise amongst Aisha radiallahu anha, Talha radiallahu anhu, Az Zubair radiallahu anhu, and Ali radiallahu anhu. They came to Imam Ali radiallahu anhu after the death of Uthman radiallahu anhu, and they said, "We'll pledge allegiance with you so that you can become the Khalifa and find the murderers of Uthman." After insisting on him when he rejected, he became the Khalifa. And the great fitna emanated from some people. Rumors spread about the death and the killing of Uthman radiallahu anhu. It's a long story, but I'm just summarizing it for you. And then Talha Zubair and Aisha returned back to Ali radiallahu anhu to tell him that he must find the murderers of Uthman. But Imam Ali radiallahu anhu refused because he was waiting. He was waiting for a specific time where he is able to judge correctly and equally between the two because at the time when they came to him there was a confusion this is only to show you how much confusion and fitna happened at the time of Ali until finally a battle happened between armies of the Muslims at that time between the companions and it was uncalled for neither army wanted to fight but it was a fitna a fitna is something which you do not want, but it happens to you and you have to face it. 
Death happens, you have to face it. Trial happens, you have to face it. Out of your control. This is what fitna is. Fitna is worse than death, as the Prophet ﷺ said. Al-fitna to ashaddu min al-qatil. Fitna is worse than is worse than killing. Because fitna splits people apart and causes death and makes the innocent people and the righteous people it forces them to fall into the sea of evil. You are forced to fight your brothers. You are forced to fight the innocent sometimes. And this is a fitna, which is wrong. However, it did happen. And these are one of the signs of the last hour. That these strange fitna, these types of conflicts, full of confusion, that forces righteous people to fight each other. Although they are still both righteous. And they're both still going to Jannah. But it forces them out of their own will to do things and to face evil. Then, this is what fitna is. Signs of the last hour. And the little hadith here, just to mention it to you, the Prophet ﷺ, he warned Ali radiallahu anhu that he will have a bit of a conflict with Aisha radiallahu anhu. He said to him, إِنَّهُ سَيَكُونُ بَيْنَكَ وَبَيْنَ عَائِشَ أَمْرٌ There is going to be, something's going to happen between you and Aisha, a matter that you're going to be conflicting about. Imam Ali said, Ya Rasulullah, me? Me, Ya Rasulullah? He said, Naam, yes. Then Imam Ali said, Then I am the worst of people, Ya Rasulullah, if I'm going to have a conflict with Aisha. The Prophet replied, La. Ali radiallahu anhu said, فَأَنَا أَشْقَاهُمْ يَا رَسُولَ اللَّهِ قَالَ لَا وَلَكِنْ إِذَا كَانَ ذَلِكَ فَرَدُّدْهَا إِلَى مَأْمَنِهَا He said, no, you are not the worst of people. But, if this does happen, because Prophet knew it's going to happen, then try to take Aisha radiallahu anha away to a place of security and let her stay there until she dies. And this is what he did. After that conflict, he reminded Aisha after it ended, and things were reconciled, he reminded Aisha of the hadith. Then she felt sorrow, and he made her climb the camel, and she went to another place and stayed there until her death. Shortly after that, another sign of the last hour happened. If you can see, if you realize, the signs of the last hour happen right after each other, and they always become bigger and greater and stronger, and they increase. After that great battle between the Mu'mineen, an even greater battle happened between the strong believers. But this time, between two leaders, two companions of the Prophet ﷺ, between Imam Ali anhu and Muawiyah anhu. This was one of, the, one of the most fiercest battles as well, in which many Muslims died. And the troops or the soldiers of Muawiyah held the Qur'an above their heads. And they said, between us and you is the Qur'an. Do not fight us. And in that same battle, Ammar ibn Yasir also died. And the Prophet ﷺ said, Ya Ammar, The wrong arm is going to kill you. And then Ammar was fighting on Imam Ali anhu's side, against Muawiyah's side. And then they killed him. At that point, the, the two armies stopped. And they dropped their weapons and reconciled for a little bit. But a few of them went apart. The result of that battle, the result of that battle was 
the killing also of Uthman radiallahu anhu because Muawiyah was a cousin and a relative of Uthman. A great fitna, however. Muawiyah and Ali did not want this fight. It was against their will, but it was a fitna. Fitna that some people, evil people amongst them, spread rumors about. And this in itself is fitna, brothers and sisters. When someone amongst us stands up and watches your faults, then goes away and spreads a rumor about you to someone else, and then they spread it. It causes a great conflict amongst the Muslims, doesn't it? This is called fitna, and fitna is worse, worse than death. This is what happened amongst them. After that, the battle ended, and another sign emanated. This sign was even greater. A group from the army of Ali radiallahu anhu split away. There was about 8,000 of them, and some say 16,000. They were called Al-Khawarij. And the Prophet ﷺ warned about these people. A people, he said, that are young, that will speak with this Qur'an, and they have the same color as yours, skin. And they pray like your prayer, and they recite the Qur'an like yourselves, but probably even better. And they pray in the night, like you pray in the night, probably even better. When you meet them, kill them, if they do not stop what they are doing. They were called the Khawarij, a great evil sect that came out of Islam and caused the killing of many Muslims at that time. Because they used to say, anyone who commits a single major sin becomes an apostate. Based on that, an apostate is killed, and so they began killing a person who merely does a major sin. So if you drink alcohol, or you commit zina, or you backbit many times, or you lied until you became a liar, or you consumed riba, they considered you to be an apostate, and you were to be killed. A greater fitna. So Imam Ali sent Ibn Abbas to them to try and convince them that what they are doing is wrong. When he went to them and he advised them, a portion of them returned back and repented, but a large portion of them stayed there. The Prophet ﷺ said that these khawarij, they will keep coming out in every generation, every generation, until the Dajjal comes out. So the khawarij still exist in our time. The hadith of the Prophet ﷺ is this, يَنْشَأُ نَشْءٌ يَقْرَؤُونَ الْقُرْآنَ لَا يُجَاوِزُ تَرَاقِيهِمْ كلما خرج قرن قطع حتى يخرج في عراضهم الدجال أو عراضهم الدجال. He said there will become there will come a people who will establish themselves and grow. They recite from the Quran so wonderfully, but it will not even go past their vocal cords. Meaning Allah will not even accept it at all because they are disbelievers. He said, every time a generation comes, they come out. Some of them come out suddenly. And then they are cut off. And the Prophet ﷺ repeated it 20 times. He said, until the Dajjal comes out. Today, you will still see people like that Khawarij, who are probably not the same type exactly, but they are a root from them, who look at you and may make you a kafir just by simple things that you do.
wrong. Or may say that certain scholars are out of the, the fold of Islam. Or that certain leaders are out of the fold of Islam. Or that you are out of the fold of Islam. Or that... And there are people amongst us who exist like that. They are called the Khawarij. They go out of the Quran and the Sunnah and they misrepresent the meanings of the Quran. Another sign which the Prophet ﷺ told us that has passed and it was a long time ago is the famous fitna. Again, fitna. Fitna, calamities, trials that are against your will. The fitna, salam, the fitna of the saying and the claiming that the words of Allah are created by Allah. Meaning, that the Qur'an is like a human being, created. It can live and it can die. And that it is not the literal word of Allah, but it has been created by Allah, like the rest of His creation. And this was a great fitna. It, was, it happened at the time of one of the great Imams, called Imam Ahmad ibn Hanbal. Rahmatullahi alayhi. And many scholars were killed by the leaders at that day, by Khalifas, by the Khalifa. They were killed. And Imam Ahmad was imprisoned. One day, inshaAllah, I will tell you the story of Imam Ahmad because there is no time today to talk about it. But he rose against them to say the Quran is not created. And people were being killed and murdered just because they said the Quran is not created. Such an issue that was never raised at the time of the Prophet, yet they raised it. And this is what is called bid'ah, innovation. When an innovation happens, Deaths can sometimes result. Alhamdulillah, it ended. And then more fitna came out, and more fitna came out, and these were all just signs of the last hour. Allahu Akbar. It makes us think, my brothers and sisters, what time of fitna are we in? What level of mischief and hardship are we in right now? Level of confusion. Where are the scholars amongst us? You have to search for them. You have to pinpoint them out amongst the ignorance that exists amongst us. I feel sorry for us, but I say to you, we have none, no one but each other, brothers and sisters. Another great sign is the split, and this is by far the worst. It hadn't happened yet at the time of Imam Ahmad ibn Hanbal, which is about 1,000 years ago. This next sign hadn't happened yet until after him. This great sign was the warning of the Prophet ﷺ that this Ummah, this nation of Muslims will separate into 73 sects. All of them are in hellfire except for one. What I and my companions are on. And the second, the other sign that emanated and started and listen to this carefully my dear brothers and sisters but this is an important one. And this fitna, this particular sign started about 700 years ago and still exists till today. In fact, today it is worse than ever it could be. This sign is the hadith of the Prophet وسلم, foretelling us حتى ولو دخلوا جحر دخلوا جحر طب لدخلتموه 
said, Soon, soon before the last hour, you will follow them step by step, foot by foot, until that if one of them, if they were to enter the hole of a lizard, you will follow them into that hole. They said, Ya Rasulullah, who are these people that we will be imitating and copying? The Jews and the Christians are you talking about? He said, who else? And in another hadith, لا تقوم الساعة حتى تأخذ أمتي بأخذ القرون قبلها شبرا بشبر وذراعا بذراع فقيل يا رسول الله كفارس والروم قال ومن الناس إلا أولئك He said the last hour will not come until my ummah this ummah of mine begins to take from the generations before them generations before them imitating them palm by palm shoulder length by shoulder length they said ya rasulullah are you talking for example these types of generations that we'll be copying are you talking like the example of rome and persia the west today the prophet ﷺ said who else but these people look at our state today my brothers and sisters don't look at the majority of the non-Muslims. Look at the Muslims themselves. Allahu Akbar. As if the Prophet ﷺ could see, or as if he is living amongst us today, telling us that we, as Muslims, are going to be so foolish enough to copycat the Western civilization, Rome and Persia, the Jews and the Christians. Copying them in what? It depends what we're talking about. Not copying them in technology. This is something good. Not copying them in the good things. For Islam has already got all the good that you want to hear about. But rather, copying them in shirk, making partners with Allah, in splitting up of sects, in loving the world more than the hereafter in dealing with sorcery and magic, in copying their traditions and their culture, in copying their dress and their manner of speech and their likings and their dislikes, in copying wallahi even the way they eat until you find many Muslims today eating with a knife and fork with a fork in their left and a knife in their right. Eating with their left, like the kuffar. Doing their hairstyles, exactly the way they portray it in their fashion magazines as the music stars and the singers and the actors bring out their new models bring out their new fashions and we copy them do we not brothers and sisters do you not see this happening exactly as the prophet ﷺ said copying them in music and instruments of music making our our weddings like them and our engagements like them, wallahi, to the point that we've now established amongst the many of the Muslims that will refuse to get married unless they bring the wedding ring and the engagement ring, making it a seal of marriage. The birthdays, wallahi, even Christmas, many Muslims celebrate it 
And when Christmas comes, they are the first to go to their careful neighbor and say to them, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, my friend. May you be happy in other words for the death of Jesus Christ, your Lord. That's what he's saying. Is that not kufr, ya akhwan? We are copying them step by step, foot by foot. Why? Did you forget that they are the ones who learn toiletry of us? Did you forget in history that they, the Europeans, learned toiletry of us? Algebra of us? We shall follow them step by step. Another, in another hadith he said, even if, they were, if one of them were to commit adultery with his mother, you will find amongst my ummah who will do the same thing. I'm not going that far, but I'm going to tell you a story that's close to that. We hear a lot amongst the non-believers, many strange stories of brother and sister having, having adultery with each other. Only a few months ago, we received a phone call here of a mother crying that her daughter is pregnant. So we said, let's marry them to her boyfriend. She said her boyfriend's her brother. Now, her boyfriend is her brother amongst the Muslim nation. What is left for us? We have copied them in everything. Wallahi, even in our masjids, in our mosques. And this is also another sign of the last hour. The Prophet ﷺ said, لَا تَقُومُ السَّاعَ حَتَّى تُزَخْرَ فِي المساجد. The last hour will not come until the mosques are decorated. Ibn Abbas, عنه, one of the most knowledgeable companions said, you shall decorate your mosques the same way the Jews and the Christians decorate their places of worship. The dome. Where did the dome come from? The crescent and the star. Where did you think that came from? Wallahi, this is not from the Muslims. The different colors. Where did they come from? They did not come from the Muslims. The large hats that some Imams wear, the big ones, where did that come from? Wallahi, not from the Muslims. Wallahi, not from the Muslims. Wallahi, they are from the Jews and the Christians and the other beliefs of the generations before us. As the Prophet ﷺ foretold, how many of us, how many of us love to imitate the kuffar in a lot of things they do? And our children, many of us, to the point where our women have even become confused, targeted by them. And so you find her wanting to be equal to the man in his duties. In his actual state, she wants to be just like the man. And men want to be also just like the woman. These are signs of the last hour. And they came from Persia and Rome and the Europeans and the West. A few sisters the other day wanted to go and play soccer in a soccer team 
outside in front of the public. Amongst this soccer team were about five or six Muslim sisters. One of them, one of them, I know about her. When she came back, she was very happy. Yes, we won the cup. Yes, we won the cup and this is the best day of my life, she said. Ignoring the fact that she was wearing pants, tumbling on the grass, sometimes her shirt pulled upwards so her stomach can show or her back would show in front of men and women who are perving at them. Or the men are at least. I said, sister, did you not think about this other side, pleasing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? She said, what's wrong with playing soccer? This is not what I was talking about. But you see, the mentality that has grown in her mind is a mentality of whom? The Muslims? Will the Prophet's wives be doing such acts in front of men? Would any Muslim woman of the past that we noblize also be doing such acts in front of the men? So where did we get this from? Even though we hear the Prophet racing, running and racing his wife Aisha, yet was in front of the men. So don't anyone say Islam forbids sports for women. But I'm talking about the method. It is just like the method of those other people. The pants and the shorts for the women and the girls walking outside. How many girls do you see them today? Flashing their belly button. MashaAllah. Because it's a fashion. Or putting an earring in their tongue. It's a fashion. Monitoring the different fashions and designs that are coming out on the television, which is controlled by America. And the Europeans watching the singers and the stars dress this way or speak this way and you find it amongst our Muslim children. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to save us from that. Another sign of the last hour is that Prophet said there will be close to 30 lying people that will say each one of them claims to be a messenger and a prophet from God. Till today, there are still people amongst them who also claims to be a prophet. The last one that I know of is this new movement called the Mormons. And they claim to have a prophet and a messenger. One just before them, before them that looked like Muslims and a lot of Muslims have followed are called the, 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 uh, the Nur Jama'ah or the Sa'id Nursis also claim that there will be a Prophet. The Prophet ﷺ said the last hour will not come until there will come out close to 30. Another hadith close to 40. Lying people, cheating people. Every one of them will claim to be a Prophet. I am the seal of the Prophethood. And there is no Prophet after me. And the first one that lied to be a prophet, his name was Musaylama al-Kadhab. Musaylama the liar. You will read the history about Musaylama. He actually existed at the time of the Prophet Musaylama al-Kadhab, his name is... It should be just Musaylama, but they called him Musaylama al-Kadhab. The liar. Till today it's a miracle from Allah that liar still sticks with his name. 
You read any historian, any history book, you will find Musaylama al-Kadhab. Subhanallah. He stuck with his name to the last hour. He said, I am a prophet and he influenced many people until a very a humongous war happened at the time of the Prophet where 1,000 memorizers of the Quran, 10,000, 10,000 memorizers of the Quran were killed in that battle. 10,000 were killed. Memorizers of the Quran. And this guy, Musaylama, the way that he convinced the people was that because he came from a different tribe from the tribe of the Prophet just for fun, I'm going to tell you a story in brief. His people even knew he was a liar. He was a very, he was actually a leader and he was a very good poet. Very good poet. So they said to him, Ya Musaylama, Muhammad from Quraysh, when he said he's a prophet, he brought verses which he calls the Quran that are a miracle. And we have found nobody who can bring verses like his verses. So what did you bring for us to prove to us? This is his own people talking to him and, and mocking him. He said, well, Muhammad وسلم, he brought a verse and he called it Al-Feel, the elephant. أَلَمْ تَرَ كَيْفَ فَعَلَ رَبُّكَ بِأَصْحَابِ الْفِيلِ And I also brought a verse about Al-Feel. They said, well, why don't you read this verse about Al-Feel? So he copied a bit from Al-Qari'ah, Mal-Qari'ah, Wama Adraka Mal-Qari'ah. He goes, Al-Feelu, Mal-Feelu, Wama Adraka Mal-Feelu. Lahu khurtumun tawilu, Wadaylun athilu. A poem. Al-Qari'ah, Mal-Qari'ah, Wama Adraka Mal-Qari'ah. Copying the Quran in, you know, and just sort of mumbling it and jumbling it. The elephant. Al-Qari'ah, Mal-Qari'ah means the last hour. And what is the last hour? I want to explain to you what the last hour is. He goes, the elephant. And what is the elephant? I want to explain to you what the elephant is. He has a long trunk and a short tail. <laughs> but he put it into a form of poetry. <laughs> so his people said to him, Allah. May Allah make you hideous. When Muhammad came with a verse about the fear, وسلم, he mentioned eloquency, words that none of us can invent like. History, lessons, wisdom. When you mentioned the field, all he could mention was his trunk and his tail. They said to him, نعلم أنك كذاب ولكن نبي كذاب منا خير من صادق من قريش. They said, we know that you're a liar, but a lying prophet from our tribe is acceptable by us than to have a truthful prophet from the tribe of Quraysh. So it was really a matter of tribalism in the end. And so it happened. And today you find some pieces of information on the internet. People trying to copy the Quran. And many Muslims are being stooged by that. That's only because one of the signs of the last hour is the increase of ignorance. Nobody knows how to read Arabic. Nobody knows how to read the Quran properly or understand it. Very hard. Imam al-Bukhari, he was not an Arab. Yet we have his compilations of hadiths that is the second most authentic after the Quran. Imam Muslim, he was not an Arab. It is the second most authentic book after the Quran. And many others of scholars were not even Arabs. Yet they understood. Imam Shaykh al-Albani, rahmatullahi alayhi, he's an Albanian. In our time, one of the most, one of the most eminent and knowledgeable scholars of hadith. Even Salah al-Din al-Ayyubi was not an Arab, he was a Kurdish man. Not even that, he was a Kurd, yet he knew the Arabic language 
better than he knew his own language. This is a time of complete ignorance. So we see these information on the internet and people come up to me, subhanAllah, strange, they say, Sir, sir, these are my students and other people, brother, brother, did you see this and did you see that there is a book which they produced that looks like the Qur'an and they claim to be like the Qur'an? Have they been able to challenge the Qur'an and produce another book like the Qur'an? Brothers and sisters in Islam, there are millions of books that have been tried to be reproduced over centuries that look like this. But they are not like the Qur'an. When Allah Taala says produce a book like it, he didn't mean that you take bits and pieces of the Qur'an and just jumble the words a little bit. Or that you look at the style of the Qur'an and you make a style like it. This is not making new another Qur'an. The comment, the, 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 the meaning is bring another book completely different in a unique style like the way the Qur'an came in a unique style. Here is Musaylam. A lot of you who don't know Arabic, if I said Al-Filu wa ma adraka ma al-Filu lahu khurtumun tawilu wa dhailun athilu You will think it's Qur'an. Isn't that right? But it's actually poetry and has no meaning. And it's, and it's, a, it's a mockery. It was a joke. So you see now? He said one of the signs of the last hour is that we will fight a people who have flat faces and flat noses wide eyes and the Prophet described them as saying their faces are flat um, like iron and they wear shoes made of hair, animal hair. It will be the greatest battle. This happened about eight, nine hundred years ago and they are called At-Tatar. They are a stream or the origin of the Mongols. And it's a great story about them as well. The Muslims fought them and the Mongols actually stopped the Khilafah system. They stopped the Khilafah system for about 40 or 50 years. No Khalifa was there. And they actually took the, the uh, Hajar al-Aswad, the black rock, from the corner of Al-Kaaba. They took it and it stayed with them for more than 50 years. Actually, more than 150 years before the Muslims took it back. They ruled for more than 150 years, that's what it was. And that was a great sign of one of the signs of the last hour. Now we are creeping into the signs that come into our life. One of them is al-Aman. The Prophet said, trust will be lost. How many people can trust other people today? How many tests and trials do you have to test your friend before you can trust them? Trust today has to be earned. Trust has to be earned. How many books and stories and people advise you? say to you, trust has to be earned, you can't trust anyone these days. Not only Muslims, non-Muslims, you can't trust anyone these days. And those who you think are honest are actually liars. And those who you think are liars may actually be honest. The balance has been changed. And the Prophet ﷺ said, one of the great signs of the last hour is that the balance will be changed. The truth will seem, in, will seem like a lie and the lie seems like innocent. Look at the media today. Look who is in power today. The media, can we stop it? Yet we see the misrepresentation in front of your eyes. Like the waves of the ocean hitting us. And we can't do anything about it. This is a plan from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Don't worry. You keep going as the way you are. For this is a sign and a test. And it's just the sign of the last hour, brothers and sisters. That's all it is. Another sign that knowledge will be restricted and that ignorance will be increased. And the Prophet ﷺ said, knowledge will not be taken away from the minds of the people, but 
by the death of the scholars. Every generation that comes, there are less learned scholars, my dear brothers and sisters. The last three that died, Rahmatullah and four or five, Shaykh Imam Shaykh Al Albani, Rahmatullah Shaykh Ibn Baz, Shaykh Ibn Uthaymeen, Al Maududi, Rahmatullah Alayhim Ajma'in, and many more before them, but these are the latest ones. There will never be scholars like them until Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala brings out a matter, or maybe until Al Mahdi comes out. And ignorance is increasing more and more and more. The Prophet did not say that means that there will be no scholars or learned people, but it means that it will be very difficult to find the learned people. Go to any store today and try and find a CD of a knowledge of Islam. You will not find it in any store. So you have to look for the specific stores. And even specific stores are hard to find. How many people call the mosque asking for an Islamic bookshop? They cannot find any in all of Melbourne or Victoria. So it is very difficult to get knowledge in this time. You have to struggle for it and strive for it. Many people ask me a question which is very primitive and very is a pillar of Islam, a fundamental, it's very simple to know. They ask me, does Allah accept forgiveness from a person after they've committed sins? It's a very simple question, yet people don't even know that. That means ignorance has increased. Another sign is the spread of zina, adultery, fornication, you know, illegal sex, in other words, excuse me for saying that, but just to make people understand. Illegal sexual acts against Allah's laws. The Prophet ﷺ said there will come a time before the last hour where zina will be spread everywhere, everywhere. You will see it, hear it, talk about it on the news. Wallahi, in the most sensible and decent shows, there is something about sex illegally in one way or another. On the streets, everywhere. On the internet, the greatest business and market in the world is pornography. It's the leading business in the world today. Everywhere. Everywhere. It's gone even worse than zina. What's included in zina is pedophilia. Uh, sodom, the, the sodomism, the sodomites, you know, men loving men and women, women loving women and doing things with them. These are all part of zina. And Prophet when he said the spread of zina, that's an underestimation to us for what we see today happening. He said there will come a time that zina will be so much spread that it will be, be done in front of you on the path. And there are many places in the world in front of you. He said it will be so normal because everyone will be used to it that you will say to them, look man, at least you could just leave some way for us to walk. Just go aside a bit in the park there on some bench there, behind the tree. Not out in open here and, and it will be just normal stuff. Normal. Simple. Do we not see it today? Just a few more, inshallah, and I will finish. One of the signs of the last hour is the spread of musics, of instruments, dances, bands amongst the Muslims. Not only that, the Prophet ﷺ said, and they will try to make it halal. Prophet ﷺ said, Before the last hour, 
in the last, he said, Akhir zaman meaning the last, the last, the last parts of the time, meaning in our time now. Akhir zaman meaning later on, after just before the last hour, a long time away, meaning our time. There will be, the earth will swallow people, and there will be people transformed from their actual appearance, and there will be rocks falling from the sky. Or in other words, lots of earthquakes, lots of eruptions. They said, Ya Rasulullah, when will these things happen? And these rocks falling from the sky happened many times from volcanic eruptions. Have you heard of them? Pompeii? Have you heard of Pompeii? A few hundred years ago? Rocks fell from the sky on them. Their, statue, their, their bodies are still intact till today, like sculptures. Because of the lava and many other things like that. He said, yet when Ya Rasulullah, he said, When the music on instrument begin to become everywhere, they spread. And dances and bands are everywhere. Amongst who? Amongst the Muslims. Which culture of Muslims today, any choose anyone, pick and choose, any culture, any nationality of Muslims, that would accept to have their wedding without having a huge band and the best singer and dancers. Go to any restaurant, a common restaurant on Sydney Road and you will see that there are days in the week they say special feature, ballet, 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 dance, ballet dancing. Is that right? Ballet or ballet? Ballet dancer. Special feature. And what's extra to that? Halal food. So a lot of Muslims go there. And alcohol. The Prophet ﷺ said, one of the signs of the last hour is when alcohol is spread. And there you see it, in our restaurants. They say, we don't drink it, but they sell it. He said, لا يكونن من أمتي أقوام يستحلون الحرى والحرير والخمر والمعازف. There will be amongst my ummah a people who will start to say that the following is halal: silk for men, dancing women and men, bands, alcohol, and musical instruments. This is in Al Bukhari, Sahih Al Bukhari. Authentic hadith. And look at what musical instruments and music has done to our youngsters today. A common person who follows music, look at the way they dress and look like. The types of friends they hang around with. The day-to-day -day actions they do. This, the movies they watch, you know, the types of stuff they see on television. The things they like and dislike. Wallahi, they, are, they have gone into the the, 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 the lava sea of music and the world of the West. In our own countries it's there, with great sorrow. I will end it here, my brothers and sisters, because the time of Aisha has come. And we will continue, inshaAllah, next week with our fourth session, continuing the signs of the last hour. We are making a compilation of these, large set of the signs of the last hour and insha'Allah we will produce them in the end to be sold and I'll see you insha'Allah next week
والسلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته أقول قولي